Well, hello again and happy 2023. Welcome back to the Masterbooks podcast. We have a wonderful show for you today. I have Debbie Lawrence, who is the co-author of the God's Design Elementary and uh, Junior High Science Series. She has so much to tell us about specifically the heaven and earth books for beginners and then for third through eighth grade. So today's going to be a great show. I've got something very special planned that you can win a copy of the new weather book. I want you to tune in, listen close and find out how to win that. It's easy to win. I'm going to give you all the hints that you need. So let's get started. Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. So welcome to the show, Debbie. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you. I'm happy to join you. Yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about your elementary and junior high science series today and specifically about the heaven and earth book, the earth science. And I'm so thrilled that last year in 2022, your God's design series was voted like a top ranked series in all the homeschool markets. So congratulations. Well, thank you. That's really exciting. And so for those of you who are listening or watching today, we'd love to hear your comments about God's design, how your family has enjoyed it, what you love about it. So be sure and leave us some notes about that in the comments. So Debbie, we want to talk today a little bit about how you came to write this series. Tell us about um, the backstory, why we, why Masterbooks has God's design. Well, um, I am a homeschool mom and I started homeschooling my four children who are now grown um, mm -hmm. in 1995. And um, at that time, I had a, a fourth grader and a first grader boys who were in a Christian school and two preschool daughters. And um, we decided to start homeschooling. And like most homeschoolers, I didn't really know anything about homeschooling. And um, so I just kind of fumbled along and used whatever I could find for curriculum and um, started attending um, some homeschool conferences. Mm -hmm. And like many parents, I, my husband and I, we were both raised in public school and we were taught evolution. And um, I was raised in a Christian home and I believed the Bible. And so I believe that God created the earth. Um, and I had a hard time reconciling what the Bible sure. said with um, what I was taught in school. And so like many, many people, I basically just said, well, God must have used evolution. Mm -hmm. you know, and so I, I just went with that and I never really thought about it after I got out of high school and college. It wasn't really foremost in my thinking. Um, but when I started homeschooling my children, I was faced with the fact of what am I actually going to teach my children about this? And then at one of the homeschool conferences that we went to, we heard Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis speaking, and he was talking about how important it is to really emphasize how true the Bible is. And the thing that really hit me was when he talked about how Adam and Eve were literal people who sinned and brought the curse on the earth. 
and how you can't really reconcile that with an, a gradual evolution of humans mm -hmm. that like when does the the you know the monkey become a man become accountable for their sin and i realized i couldn't reconcile evolution with the bible anymore and so i started really investigating and bought lots of materials and did lots and lots of reading and i realized that science doesn't really support evolution and that you know you can be intelligent you can be a scientist and you can believe what the bible says and you can know that science supports what the bible says and so that's what i wanted to teach my children so i started looking for science curriculum that taught that and i wasn't very happy with what i found and so i decided okay. to put together my own curriculum and so i was getting little bits here little bits there putting it all together and after a while i just had one day said to my husband what do you think about writing a science book of our own and he thought i was crazy but <laughs> it. and um he said well you know you've done so much of the work already let's let's go for it mm -hmm. so um we we did and we started working on it and um it took many many years obviously to get it all done but you know we had like four basic goals that we wanted for our children with science and number one with since i had four children I wanted to be able to teach them all together at the same time. So okay. that's one of my goals is to make it so that several ages could be taught together. Mm -hmm. Two, I wanted obviously for it to be from a creationist point of view and to emphasize God as the creator and to address some of those evolutionary issues in a Christian way. And then um, I also wanted it to be fun. And so I wanted it to put wanted to put lots of fun activities in there. Mm -hmm. um, finally, I wanted to, um, the, the thing that we weren't, ha that I wasn't particularly crazy about with some of the materials that were already out there was that they would take, especially for the younger kids, a little of this and a little of that and put it all together and there wasn't any consistency. And so I really liked um, the idea of teaching all of life science together, you know, mm -hmm. teaching plants and animals and the human body all together so kids can see you know how all these things interact with each other and so that that was kind of the goals that we had for writing this curriculum and you know 20 years later here we are with a whole curriculum i hope that is so inspiring to the families who are listening today that from your need you developed something that not only served your own family but now is serving who knows hundreds of thousands of families today and generations of them too. And, and what's exciting for me is that, um, you know, I have four grown children, but mm -hmm. now my daughter is grand is um, homeschooling her grandchildren and she lives nearby. Okay. And also we ended up adopting one of our grandsons. And so I'm homeschooling again. So not only am I a former homeschooler, I'm a current homeschooler. And it's exciting to me to be able to use my own curriculum in its finished form because my kids, mm -hmm that are grown now were my guinea pigs. And so I was writing it while I was teaching it to them. Mm -hmm. And so it's good for me to be able to use it in the finished form. I love that. I love that you're teaching it at the same time that the people who are purchasing it now are teaching it. So you have a lot of camaraderie there. That's and nice. I'm just so thankful for the way 
um, your obedience, your idea, that little mustard seed of faith that, well, we could take this and make a book out of it has become a life-giving faith building experience for so many people. And the impact of that is real to help families teach what you couldn't, couldn't deal, you know, didn't have in the public school where you could rectify God of the Bible and the science that was being taught. I'm so thankful to work for a company that is so diligent in bringing forth the story of creation in the sciences and proving that the Bible can be trusted, that God can be trusted. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. So today we're looking specifically at heaven and earth. And when I was preparing for this show, I loved reading about the Christian view of weather that you presented in chapter one. So I want you to tell us a little bit about that. Why do we need a Christian perspective of weather and of planet earth? Well, a lot of people think that, you know, weather in particular, and, and a lot of things in science are neutral mm -hmm. and that, you know, you know, rain is rain. We don't really need to, um, you know, reconcile that with the Bible. But really, our worldview and how we view God permeates everything in our lives. And so we really need to um, look at weather, the planet, everything around us from a biblical point of view. Mm -hmm. And we see, you know, if we read in the Bible, we see that it says, that God gives the rain and God withholds the rain and that God controls the storms. And so if we recognize that as truth, then we start to see wonder and glory and God's glory in the way that the weather systems work. Um, mm -hmm. When we study something like the water cycle, which is what drives all of the weather that we have, um, we see that God created just an amazing system to reuse water and that, you know, it, it evaporates, it becomes clouds, it rains, and then it goes back into the ocean. And um, we don't have to figure out a way to make more water or, you know, we don't destroy water when we use it. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to thank you, but I also on behalf of the students who are learning this, I want to thank you and the moms who are teaching it for teaching the children to honor God, to see God in the weather, to, to glorify him, to be in, in awe and wonder of what he has done, because you're not just teaching something, um, you know, scientific for them to take a test and pass the test and move on to the next grade. You're teaching them to look for God in nature, to look for God in everything and to see him as the giver of every good gift. And it's going to impact their whole lives. That's certainly my goal. I certainly want them to to see the creator in the world around them and and to see his glory and to recognize that he is the one that sustains us and provides us mm -hmm. with all that we need. Yeah. So the biblical worldview of weather, it's right here in the beginning of heaven and earth, the elementary science series called God's Design, which you can find at masterbooks.com. And I have a really fun treat for you today. We are going to give away a copy of the new weather book in an ebook format to someone in the Moms of Masterbooks group and somebody in the uh, Masterbooks app. All you have to do is answer this fun question What three events described in the Bible have greatly affected the weather on earth? What three events described in the Bible greatly affected 
the weather on earth. Now, the answer to that is in chapter one, which you can find in the free PDF download on the product page, and I'll put it in the show notes. So it's very easy to find the answer to this. You may already have the book. So check it out. Read up on the Christian worldview of weather and answer this question in the app or in the Facebook group. And somebody in each place will win a copy of the weather book, which goes along with will help do more study, deeper dive study into what Debbie has presented in heaven and earth. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And by the way, I was checking out um, the books and the reviews on whatmasterbooks.com and I saw some reviews I wanted to share with everybody. So Rachel said, this curriculum series amazes me. This is our second one and there is so much information packed into it. My son loves studying the weather and love learning more detail about space. It's fed his love for science and I can't wait to do the next one with him. And then Grace, she posted a review and simply said, I love that God's design sticks to the Bible. The lessons are short and fun. So you can rest assured that the Master Books method is deep into this series. You will find that the lessons are short and fun and biblical. They're grab and go. They're bright colors, fascinating information that your kids will want to be sharing with their dad and their grandparents and that they will remember because of the different ways that you're teaching them to help retain the information. So Debbie, how does God's design of the atmosphere protect us? And how are you teaching the properties of air and atmospheric pressure in lesson two? Um, well, the, the atmosphere is an amazing thing to study. If you look at it, um, we know that the atmosphere around Earth is about 78% nitrogen and about 21% oxygen. Okay. And it turns out that, you know, that is about the perfect percentage um, to have for oxygen in the atmosphere. Um, so nitrogen is a, a non-reactive gas, and that's really helpful. It basically dilutes the amount of oxygen that's in the air. If um, there was pure oxygen in the air, first of all, it would be damaging to people. We can't breathe pure oxygen. Um, second, if there was too much oxygen in the air, if there was a forest fire or something, there'd be so much oxygen that the fires would burn completely out of control. And so God designed the atmosphere perfectly. So there's just enough oxygen to support life for humans and for mm. plants and animals um, without it getting out of control. Um, so that's one amazing thing. Um, it also turns out that um, from the sun, there's a lot of harmful radiation that is produced by the sun, like gamma rays and x-rays and ultraviolet rays. And our atmosphere is designed just perfectly to protect us from all of those harmful radiation. The nitrogen atoms absorb uh, most of the radiate, the gamma radiation, the oxygen atoms absorb most of the um, the x-rays and then ozone in the layer, even though um, people talk about ozone, it's up in the upper atmosphere. It protects us from a lot of that ultraviolet radiation. Okay. So the, the composition of the atmosphere protects us from all of that harmful radiation. Um, there's a lot of other good things that the, the um, atmosphere on earth helps protect us from the, um, cold temperatures in space you know the moon doesn't have an atmosphere and the temperature swings are like from about negative 250 to positive 250 degrees um, we don't see those kind of temperature swings on the earth 
because the atmosphere protects us and helps to hold the heat in and keep the temperature a, a relatively stable temp to keep the planet a relatively stable temperature. Wow. And um, also it protects us from meteors and things like that. Again, look at the surface of the moon and all the craters that are there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we hardly ever get significant, um, you know, meteorites hitting the earth because they, they burn up in the atmosphere. And so we end up um, being protected. And so God just designed this um, atmosphere in a way that protects us from so many harmful things. I love it. I love to study the names of God and the roles of God. And I love praying to him as he is my protector. And I, I, I've never thought about how he designed the atmosphere to protect me. Yeah. You know, this, it seems like a, a basic thing that just happened so long ago. It's not in the forefront of my mind. Like I want to be protected from a car wreck or be protected from loss of finances or protected from being harmed. But I never think about wow, from the beginning of time, he's chosen to protect me in that way. Yeah. That's beautiful. I just love him. Yeah. <laughs> in heaven and earth, you have a lot of experiments in, in the whole series, but I loved reading through some of the ways you were teaching about the atmosphere in this particular course. So would you share with us a little bit about how you were teaching students to understand how the atmosphere works? Sure. Um, one of the important things in this curriculum, uh, from my perspective, is that kids get to do a lot of hands-on things. So, you know, at the beginning, we present some basic information, like what I just presented here about the atmosphere. And then we do an experiment that helps to reinforce what we just talked about. And so I'd like to share with you an experiment. I think it's in lesson two. Okay. And I'm going to move my computer over here just a minute so that we can see the table. So perfect. Here perfect. For those of you who are just listening to the podcast, I want to encourage you to hop on over to podcast.masterbooks.com so you can watch this um, on the video or on our YouTube channel. Okay. So I think let's go back just a little bit more. Okay. So here, what we have is the purpose of this experiment is to demonstrate that the earth that the atmosphere contains oxygen and that it provides air pressure for us and that's an important thing for our bodies to function correctly and for plants to grow correctly and so we're taking a dish here with just some water in it so it's like a pie pan um, okay. and some water in it now i'm going to take a candle and set it in the middle um, I just have a little small votive candle here. You could use even like a birthday candle. If you were going to use a birthday candle, you might want to put a little modeling clay in the bottom to hold the candle upright. And then we're going to light the candle. So I'm lighting the candle here. And as the candle is burning, um, we know that one of the important things necessary for um, combustion is oxygen. And so in order for the candle to keep burning, it has to have a continuous supply of oxygen. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put this jar over the top of the candle. And because the mouth of the jar is going to be under the surface of the water, mm -hmm. more air can go into the jar. Okay. So as we do that, what's gonna happen, before I show, I'm just gonna give you an idea here, what's gonna happen 
is that the oxygen in the air is going to be used up by the burning candle and eventually the flame is going to go out and so we're going to just let it go for here just a minute and the, the flame is getting smaller and dimmer and now the flame just went out and we can see that um, it's not burning anymore and that's because all the oxygen has been used up and so this demonstrates that there's oxygen in the air okay but, um, in addition i don't know yeah i think you can see it here we can see that when we put the jar into the um, pie pan there was no water just you know maybe an eighth of an inch of water inside the jar but now there's about an inch of water mm -hmm. inside the jar so we can see that as the candle used up that oxygen that um the pressure inside the jar went down because that oxygen has been used up so there's a lower air pressure now inside the jar than outside and so the air pressure on the outside forced water up into that jar to utilize wow. the pressure and so we can see that the atmosphere has air pressure as well as oxygen that's fantastic in such a simple way with just household items to show a student how god designed heaven and earth it is it's a really simple way um, we do the same experiment we have a beginner's book um, for first and second graders. Mm -hmm. It's designed so that it covers the same material lesson per le for lesson as the um, books for the older kids. I love and that. Very similar experiments with the younger kids. I think the one in the um, beginner's book doesn't necessarily have the water, just talks about the oxygen. Okay. Um, but they could easily do the experiment along with their older brothers and sisters and mm -hmm. understand what's going on. So in the courses, God's Design courses, all of them, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, what age groups are we looking at? Well, the um, regular series, which is looks like this, the Heaven mm -hmm. for Heaven and Earth, is designed for third through eighth grade. Okay. And so um, it's designed, there's basic material in each lesson that's for everybody, for all third through eighth graders. Um, you read the lesson, there's some questions you do the experiment and um, then you would be done if you have older children like fifth through eighth graders the middle school age um, there's an additional challenge section in each lesson that is aimed at older kids and sometimes that has um, especially like in the physics it might have a little math involved in it um, but it goes into deeper subjects and get presents other material as well so you can go ahead if you have younger kids you can be done and just have your older kids do that challenge section um and then if you have younger kids as i mentioned we have this heaven and earth for beginners and um that's for first and second graders and it's got bigger pictures in it and um it's got worksheets and so we it's got some more hands-on sort of worksheet sort of things that the um, younger kids would enjoy doing as well mm -hmm. and, so, you know, we basically cover first through eighth grade. Um, the beginner books are for heaven and earth and for the life science. We don't have um, beginner books for chemistry and physics. Kind of feel like it's a little bit above first and second graders. Right. I mean, and interest in, in that age. 
Sure. Well, while we're talking about that, why don't you tell us about the different sciences that are covered in each one of your books or courses? Okay. Yeah, we we have basically four sets. Um, there's the God's Design for Life, mm -hmm. and that covers all of the life science topics, plants and animals and the human body. Okay. Um, we have the God's Design for Heaven and Earth, and that covers the earth and space. So it's got um, earth, which is ba you know, ge basically geology. It's got the weather and oceans um, in it. And then it has a, a astronomy or the space section. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's two. And then we have the chemistry and ecology. And so that covers um, two thirds of the book is on chemistry and one third is on ecosystems and ecology. Neat. And then the um, last, the fourth series is the physics um, God's design for the physical world. And it basically covers your, your basic physics sorts of things. Like a beginner's look into the physics that are involved in our world. Right. And at a very um, easy to understand level right now, I'm doing that with my grandchildren. We have um, grandma science day once a week mm -hmm. and grandkids come over and they're eight and 11. And then my seven-year-old um, grandson that we adopted and so we do that together. So it definitely is doable for, for all ages. But, you know, we look at things like levers and pulleys and friction and inventions and things like that. So right. I love it. I love it. Well, the last question I have for you is tell us how within the courses that you've created, the God's Design science courses, are they also learning critical thinking skills, vocabulary, spelling? What else is happening while they're learning science that is helping their brain develop? Okay, sure. Um, first of all, the, the critical thinking part um, is mostly addressed in what I call the taking it further questions. Okay. At the end of each lesson, there's two sets of questions. There's the, what did we learn questions? And that's basically just you know, reviewing the material that was in the, the lesson. And so, you know, it'll be easy to go back through the lesson and find the answers to those questions. Um, I'm an engineer. And so I, by training, and mm -hmm. I didn't work as an engineer for very long, about five years. But okay. um, anyhow, for me, it's always been like, well, how do you apply what you've learned? And so that taking it further question um, section is okay now that you've learned something think about how that might apply in a different situation or how you might you know use this information um, in another way and so um, that's kind of that critical thinking and, and learn taking what you've learned and thinking about it and um, I know some people have mentioned on the, the website or the Facebook page you know well the answers to these questions aren't in the lesson and, and that's actually by design because I want students to think about um, that. And I know for some people, they're like frustrated that they don't have the answer right there. And I'm totally fine with, you know, moms or even the students looking at the answers in the teacher's guide um, to get suggestions. The idea is just to, to think about it and say, mm -hmm. what, what if, or how would that work? And just try to apply what they've learned. So that really is, you know, one way for helping with the critical thinking. Um, there is a fair amount of vocabulary in here. Um, we want the students to know the technical terms. Mm -hmm. And we've spent a lot of time today talking about how we emphasize that God is the creator and, um, you know, talk about creation and evolution in these books. But we also 
do real science. This is a real sure. curriculum. And so we have the vocabulary words. There's a list at the beginning of each lesson um, that has the vocabulary words for that lesson. Plus they're highlighted as you go through. So, you know, if you need to go back and review and find that word, you can find it very quickly in the lesson and see it in context and learn it. There's also a glossary at the back of each book. Um, so they can look up the definition for each of those words. I love it. We've done such a great job and the team has done, the team at Masterbooks has done a great job of making it in, engaging and colorful. It's a beautiful book. All the books are beautiful. So thank you for contributing to our lives, for being obedient to God and giving him glory, producing something that is going to last for a long time and impact so many people. And we want to encourage all of you to check out God's Design, this series for upper elementary and junior high level um, students. I will put the links to all these things in the show notes. So we want you to check those out. Remember, there's an opportunity to win a book that your children will love, the New Weather Book ebook. So comment in the app or in the Masterbooks app or the Moms of Masterbooks group. Let us know what the three events that happened weather events that happen in the Bible. So we thank you all for joining us. Thank you so much, Debbie, for what you've done. And I just pray that um, each one of you and your children, your students, your family, and the generations to follow you will just discover God more and more through science, through the study of science. And we wish you a wonderful and happy and prosperous new year. And we will see you back on the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining the Masterbooks podcast. This was fun and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.